Hello. Well, hello there, darling. I'm Nisi. I'm Ritzy. And this is Sibs and Sips. Yay. Cheers. Apparently, I don't own crystal glasses. I'm just going to say. Evidently, we need to get some. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody would like to show how wonderful their crystal glasses sound, sound. Yes, I yes, would, yes. Uh, yes. We would do that. Um, Please. I forgot so, I'm not supposed to taste this. So Retsy is holding her drink like, can I taste it? Can, can I, I taste can it? I? <laughs> I'm like, no. But she has not allowed me to taste it. I've been on water. So <laughs> what I was going to say. No. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> I don't know what to call this. Of course, none of our drinks have names. None. Apparently. None. Apparently. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to call it Pimsy. <laughs> Pimsy. Why? Because I based it off a recipe called Pim's Cup. Uh-huh. Have you ever had Pim's? No, I don't believe I have. Okay, so Pim's is a liqueur mm-hmm. uh, made with a secret recipe oh dear. of dry gin, fruit juices, and spices mm-hmm. created by an English oyster bar owner, mm-hmm. James Penn, in the early 19th century. Wow. He meant it as a tonic to aid in digestion. <laughs> it, and, and it got you quite, you know, spotty. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this one calls for the Pim's liqueur, pomegranate, cherry juice, and then ginger ale. Mm. And I was like, well, uh, I was going to go get some Pim's. Didn't mm. make it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I was uh, at the liquor store, which I often find myself at. <laughs> I'm uh, shocked. Shocked. I know. Well, one of my rare outings to the liquor store. <laughs> See, I keep reaching for the glass. Stop. Uh, so, frankly, vodka is organic vodka mm-hmm. and infused with some wonderful flavors. This one is pomegranate and lemon. And so I thought, okay, that would Huge be fan. good. And then I used ginger beer. Nummy. So I thought this kind of, so that's why it's Pimsy. Uh-huh. It's not Pims, but it's Pimsy. Pimsy. <laughs> so, so it could be Pimsish. <laughs> Pimsish. I like Pimsy because I like the word whimsy. So. Oh, Pimsy. that's so precious. <laughs> you know, that's just how I am. <laughs> so taste it. <laughs> oh, oh, I get to taste it. Okay. Now you get to taste it. Oh, great. Okay. I like the smell. It's very gingery because well, I love ginger. Yeah. She's a ginger girl. I am. Oh my god. Yes, I switched it. Yes, I know. <laughs> well, that's how you can get the full flavor of something mm-hmm. if you just swallow it completely. No. But you gotta swish. You know what it tastes like. Hmm. When you're like, not good. No, I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like it. Um, it tastes like a honey crisp apple. It kind of does. Yeah, it has that. That crispness to it that you know good apples do, and then that, that there's a sweet. It's not quite as sweet as a honey crisp, thank God, because that's way too sweet. Um, but then that ginger just kicks in. Oh, that is yummy. I like the uh, the sweetness of the apple, mm-hmm. and then the ginger is a little, and it's that little lemon in there. You could drink that vodka straight, man. That'd be chill. That is dangerous. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> I'm not so sure I needed to know that. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, sips are good. Mm-hmm. So what's up with the sisses? Oh. Should we go into? Well, well let me let me start off here and then we'll go there. 
I am so tired all the freaking time. As you know that I had a hysterectomy back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And I've never been really good at seeing a doctor <laughs> about my hormone levels or anything like that. Uh -huh. And here, yeah, huh? And here lately, yes, I have been overtired to where, you know, like, I'm, like my head bobbing tired. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's pissing me off. But now I have a great job that has good insurance. And so hopefully I'll be seeing a doctor soon to take care of that That's because right. hysterectomies are no joke and that you were thrown full into menopause yes. right after one that that is that is no joke so i think we have segued into <laughs> <laughs> because we were kind of talking about hysterectomies because i'm about to have one yay, yay. <laughs> Um, the great part is you don't have to worry about the menzies anymore but <laughs> the menzies the menstruation oh menzies. yeah <laughs> yeah well that was already spotty at best i was telling someone i said oh my god i have to have a hysterectomy and they're like mm. oh but you'll feel so much better mm. i said but i don't feel bad i don't feel bad i don't have hard periods i don't have any pain the massive pain so i'm I, you know i'm like the, went to the doctor and he's like oh you really need to Thing about having a hysterectomy, I was like, No, I don't. He's like, Yeah, you do. I said, No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Can't argue with you about yeah, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I went and got a second opinion. He's like, <laughs> It was hilarious. He comes after looking at my ultrasound, he comes in and he goes, You have a very interesting uterus. <laughs> and I said, so I've been told. <laughs> wow. That's why I'm here to see, that's why I'm here to see you. <laughs> my uterus is so interesting. I thought I'd take it on tour. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could make money from it. <laughs> No, uh, so the reason why I said, okay, fine, is because it's grown oh, from nine centimeters to 13 centimeters Holy in cow. a year. Holy cow. That's almost 50%. Um, because and it's assist? because of the fibroids inside. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but, uh, anyway, it seemed like it should be easy peasy. Mm. They do it robotically. Yes. So not I just, wish I not had just, that. Laparoscopy. Well, yeah. you were too. I was too far gone. Yours was way too. Like, no. Yeah. Okay, people. She waited till it was the size of a basketball and hard <laughs> as a rock. <laughs> Fifteen pounds of tumor. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. don't wait. Yeah, don't wait. Please don't, don't wait because they gutted me. It was awful. Yeah. So, um, but no, they're going to um, put in like laparoscopic, but there's a mm -hmm. robot in there. I don't know how. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're gonna gonna, a, are you going to be a cyborg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna. Cut around everything, ovaries, everything. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, well, first they put it. Well, I don't know if we want to get in this much detail, but basically how it's going to work out is I'm going to give birth to my uterus. <laughs> what are you going to name it? Ud. So yeah, because it's coming out through my vagina, so I'm giving birth, and really nice. Sweet doctor, but he's like, Oh, and you've had two kids, one of them was ten pounds, you should be fine. I'm like, This is nice <laughs> telling me you're you're old and stretched out, you'll be great. <laughs> Yay! Thanks. <laughs> How oh. much am I paying you for this? <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. Um, so I'm looking it up because you know I've got to do research. Mm -hmm. Um and according to Everyday Health in 2011, six hundred thousand women a year have hysterectomies. Wow. So one in three women by age 60 will have had a hysterectomy. Wow. Um, I, so I was thinking about, okay, I've heard a lot of people who have it when they're like 30s or 40s, which is yes. so sad. And then, you know, I'm in my 50s. And so I was like, what's the, 
what could be the difference, you know, the uh-huh. impact to you? And I think when you're younger, you uh, it's a little more traumatic well, emotionally. Yes. Because obviously, oh, uh-huh. that was hilarious. They had me sign a paper that says, I understand that I can no longer have children after I have a hysterectomy. I'm like, really? Did you laugh while you signed it? I said, <laughs> I said do you promise? <laughs> Because I'm holding you to this. I know lawyers. <laughs> but there is a... Um, so it's traumatic in that regard that you can no longer have children. And mm-hmm. even though it's necessary for someone when they're younger to have it, it's still an emotional thing. Mm. And like I was telling you, when the first day, I was kind of pooty about it. I was just kind of like, hmm. Mm. Mm. Because that... My children grew in there. It protected and nurtured my children for nine months. And so it's mm-hmm. kind of like, hmm. And then I thought, you know, but the reason why they're taking it out is because this bitch is trying to kill me. <laughs> you know? She's pissed at you for something. something. What the hell did you do? <laughs> I said, you could kill me, so you got to go. <laughs> Can't stay here no more. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's happening. And, and I think I'm lucky that I'm having it. I was able to wait this long. Mm-hmm. I'm already in menopause, so I'm already. Uh, most of my flashes and the. No, I'm not getting any flashes because I take vitamin E. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, but uh, by the time you're 52, your ovaries stop producing most of the estrogen, mm-hmm. but they still produce testosterone. Mm-hmm. So whenever you have a hysterectomy, mm-hmm. you should have some estrogen and testosterone. Oh. So, after that, because uh, some testosterone is, uh, oops, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> She's been drinking. <laughs> I had to get ready for the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so the testosterone that your ovaries keep, even though your estrogen levels go down, your testosterone levels—that's that's a tongue twister. <laughs> it's kind a tongue twister. <laughs> Stay the same, and and your body will convert some of that testosterone to estrogen. Uh-huh. So if you still have your ovaries, yeah, you're still kind of maintaining, yeah, balancing. So, yeah. but anyway, everything's gonna be gone. So it's all gonna go to hell. But anyway, <laughs> yay! Yeah. Uh, just a few key points, uh, myths, myths about hysterectomies. Mm. Uh, diminished sex function, myth. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> had a nurse tell me be careful because you know your uterus is a big organ and it contracts during orgasm and that it lent contributes to the intensity uh-huh. and I was like wow. okay I'm not having a hysterectomy <laughs> but the, also your pelvic floor uh, contributes to that so I'm hopeful <laughs> uh, keep doing your yoga you'll be fine <laughs> and what are those uh, exercises the kegels kegels yes kegels. <laughs> Those are, oh, those are and yes, also uh, another myth is a pelvic organ prolapse that if they mm. remove your cervix it's more likely you have a prolapse mm-hmm. not true not true not true so and if you leave your cervix in you'll continue to bleed who wants that <laughs> no no and if you have had a normal pap smear for the last 20 years after you turn 50 uh-huh. no need to ever do it again <gasps> what that's what I read oh and if you keep your ovaries in, it may increase your risk of heart disease by mm-hmm. 6%. Um, so, anyway, you know, it just funny. Oh, something else funny I saw. 
as I'm reading my patient education pamphlet. Oh, yes. Which might have been written in the 50s. <laughs> Some women wait to have a hysterectomy until after they have completed their families. Oh, dear God. Oh, <laughs> because <God. laughs> you don't care what kind of pain you're in or how awful you're suffering. Complete that family first. Yes. You have a yes. job. You have a duty you to your husband. Duty. Oh, my goodness. So that's oh. my, that's my uh, hysterectomy segment. We'll just go with that. <laughs> It'll all be good. And there it goes. It's filed away in our massive filing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's it, the, the great thing about aging is that, you know, you learn a lot. You learn that's a lot. True. And one of the things that I've learned at my work, I work at a law office that does elder care. And I learned about ladybird deeds because... Medicaid, like if you get into a situation where you're you're elderly or you're you're just very sickly, I actually learned about that, and with my father-in-law, that and the marriage right. trust and all that. Yeah, actually, your husband and I were just talking about that, yeah. and um, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's a wonderful thing, absolutely wonderful thing," because you know if you end up in in um, a nursing home, say you're an elderly person, you end up in a nursing home, and Medicaid is taking care of you, and you have just like a piece of property. You know, and Medicaid is just like, well, hey, hey we'll get our hands on that. <laughs> well, you but, know, they don't actually get it. No. But they can make you sell it because it's an yes. asset. Yes, it is. A, yes. And yes. And because they want the money. Um, but it's. So what is a, a ladybird deed? A ladybird deed it? is it's a tool that you can use to you can like you and your husband, you have this house. And like Ladybird deeds it over to you, and so when he passes on, it just rolls over to you. It doesn't have to go into probate. Therefore, you know, it doesn't go into the system mm -hmm. as far as getting probated and doing all that stuff. It just rolls over to you because you know you're you're the next owner of the home. And really, like if I bought a house, I have no husband, right? I have no children. But let's say if I wanted to leave it to our niece. I could make her a partner in my home, in my homestead, and Ladybird deed it to her, so that way when something happens to me, it just rolls over to her. It doesn't have to go through probate, doesn't have, it's just very, it's very easy peasy. It just becomes her property, and then she can do with it as she pleases, mm -hmm. that type thing. And it's just really an amazing thing. And there's a lot of different limits that are set by by different states, and like um, the limit for the asset limit for Texas is two thousand dollars for for single applicant. So your asset limit monthly. Oh, how much you make a month? Mm-hmm. Okay, two thousand dollars, and but you know, so that's, that's not really a whole lot. You know, that's really, it. But, so that's a a limit on the person who's giving the deed. That's a limit on the person who's going through Medicaid. The Medicaid right, the person who has yeah. mm -hmm. the property mm -hmm. their name is trying to get right, it. Right, right. So by that time, you're probably only making, you're only getting Social Security or something, so that's probably pretty... Well, yeah, but I mean, think about other people who have like, okay, she only has Social Security, but she also has her husband's, you know, retirement plan or this and that and the other. There's other things that can happen that goes oh well you know you have two hundred ten two thousand ten dollars you know then you're over the, mm. the fee and you have to sell that down that ten dollars you got to get rid of that and so really this just helps you protect your major asset which is 
your home, which is what, you know, a lot of people, you know, need to protect. So that was dull, but <laughs> well, well, one thing helpful. that I learned, because uh, it's and it may be different in other states, but in mm-hmm. Texas, your homestead is kind of protected. It's other property that will count against you more. But like we were able to, oh. uh, my husband's mother gave us deeded the property over to us, mm-hmm. but retained a life estate. Right. So she was able to live in the property for the mm-hmm. rest of her life, mm-hmm. but the property was already our name because there is a time limit. Yes. You have to have done that, like, what, four years ago? It's, uh, they have 60 months. That's called a look-back period. Medication, mm-hmm. uh, Medicaid has a look-back period uh, for 60 months. So this is something that you really want to think about before you get too... Too, mm-hmm. too elderly, I guess, or, you know, if you're a sickly person, you know, you may want to think about doing something like that before you get too much worse. You know, maybe Alzheimer's runs in your family, maybe, you know, something, dementia. Um, you know, these are things that you really want to look at before things start getting too bad for you. And then, you know, your property gets sold because, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's so, very sad. So the thing is like if, like if right now, so like if I was, say someone was going to go into the nursing home they mm-hmm. can't do this and then go in the nursing home no you have to have done it 60 months prior yes so yeah. yes 60 months prior so yeah that's that's a while yeah it is mm. so, so yeah i mean even somebody somebody our ages i mean i'm 55 somebody my age really ought, if 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 i were a homeowner you know being that i am single I would have I would definitely be looking at you know getting our niece you know partnered into my property so that way she could you know just inherit it sell it and then you know the kids just get the whatever yeah or she could do whatever she wants with it well yeah so the the money would stay in the family right right okay. cool deal yeah there's also lots to think about with all of that and so I'm like thinking well so what age do I and my children are, would be listening to us going, yeah, you need to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us is getting dice? <laughs> You're old. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're over here telling them, you I need to think about it, you need to do it. <laughs> well, they, they're not listening. They're too young for this. <laughs> and they're too male. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you know, one other thing I had to talk about mm. you commented on my lipstick this is very pretty I'm not pretty mm-hmm. but you know like it's um called the balm jour so it. the brand is the balm jour mm. b-a-l-m-j-o-u-r it is a creamy lip stain mm. so it does not get dry yeah. it does not flake and beautiful colors and i love the Name of that was Nihao. They all say hello. Oh, okay. That's Nihao, and it's uh, kind of a, it's a red. It's like a corally red. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't look good in blue reds, mm-hmm. so I really like this one. Um, my mainstay that I stay with every day is uh, Konnichiwa, because it is a uh, kind of a go-to neutral Huh. You know, it's your lip color but better type deal. Exactly. Yeah. That's something I read that if you're looking for 
a lip color, everyday lip color. Mm -hmm. Look in the inside of your lip. Mm -hmm. yep. Look on the inside of your lip, and that's the most natural color. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I have like kind of liver. <laughs> mine, mine is a, a pinky mauve that mm -hmm. I use at work. Yeah. But with okay, COVID, um, you know, having to wear those masks all the time. It'll I, get on your mask. It, it will. Mm -hmm. It'll get on your mask, but it it you still have color on your lips because it's kind of a stain. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't just let wipe away. Oh, okay. Like a so. lipstick, regular lipstick. Right. Mask. Okay. So, but the first. <laughs> The one that got me started on it, and it cracks me up, uh, I came home after a weekend away, and uh, okay. they had, uh, <laughs> my children were staying here. One of them was uh, here for a wedding, and mm -hmm. he'd gone to the wedding, and then he told me he had some people over, blah, blah, and I found this lip lip stain in, in the front room, and I was like, well, whose is this? <laughs> 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 but it's a beautiful... Um, Kind of a dark pink. Mm -hmm. And the name of this one is Namaste. And I didn't know whose it was, but I trust <laughs> the people that my sons hang out with, so I, I used it. <laughs> I know. Okay. Not girl. recommended. <laughs> look how pretty it is. Oh, that is very pretty. It is so pretty. And, but, and that's so the that's, one that you have in your hand? Mm -hmm. and that's oh, how I have... Um, that's how I became acquainted with it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Random stupidity. <laughs> yeah, this looks interesting. <laughs> I don't know who used this. I don't know whose it is, but I'm going to put it on my lips. Okay. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm. I am I am very happy to announce one thing, though, other than the exhaustion. <laughs> I've... Uh, taken up exercising at a gym oh nice and i finally got up to two miles on the elliptical all in right under, in under 40 minutes cool yeah when i first oh <laughs> my first day at the gym it was hilarious um i was so pathetic absolutely pathetic well, barely I'm... made half a mile in 30 minutes oh. how long has it been since you decades okay <laughs> decades don't be so hard on yourself oh. <laughs> well, if i'm not who is <laughs> no but i mean you know if you don't work out regularly then what are you gonna do yeah. i mean you, yeah. you gotta start somewhere and what's important is to start and she's taking a picture and she's not listening or paying attention it's supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> Fine! <laughs> Putting the phone away. Put the phone away. What are you, some kind of millennial? <laughs> or, or 10 year old? <laughs> Six of one. <laughs> so, uh, how is the gym? Do you like the gym? No, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate it. I mean, I don't like any gym. I mean, it's, not, it's not the gym's fault, you know. I was telling a friend, I said, you know, I really wish I could be one of those people that just really liked exercising, really liked it. I said, but I'm not one of those people. I'm so not one of those people. Um, I don't care for it. I don't care for the sweating. I don't care for the constant shower taking. I don't care for it because <laughs> every day is just like, I, otherwise I would shower every other day, especially washing my hair. You shower every other day? Yes. When I don't do anything. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> you shower every day? Yes. Ew. Oh, every other day. 
Mm. <laughs> hey, you're using strangers' <laughs> lipsticks on your face. <laughs> but yeah, every other day is when I shower. When I don't do anything. I just go to work, come home, don't do anything. Every other day. But now, constant showering. Constant as in every day. Every day, twice a day sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, twice, twice a day. Yes. No, I take a shower in the evening. So then I don't have to take a shower in the morning. Mm. And so then on the... I wash my hair every other day. So well, on the days that I don't wash my hair, I work out, then shower that evening. So mm-hmm. see how that all. So. Well, I um, sometimes have to shower in the morning simply because to wake myself up. Mm-hmm. It's I am I fight to get up in the morning. I cannot get up. I cannot. I have three alarms that go off, <laughs> and I cannot get up. It's ridiculous how tired I am, and it it's just like finding myself seriously screaming at myself in my head to get my ass out of bed. <laughs> yeah, get up, get up, get up. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it is awful. So I make myself get up. I go into the shower and just, you know, turn on the cold water and you know, wake myself up. You know, boof. Get started with my day. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like this morning I had an absolutely healthy breakfast, vegetables and eggs. That's it. I felt so <clears> tired <throat> after eating that. It was ridiculous. I just well, was you know drained. what it is, though. It's only been like this for the last two months. Okay, you have horrible sleep apnea. Well, that's true, too. Horrible. That and I true. think that's catching up with you. <gasps> now, you realize how many times a night you wake up? I don't. You probably wake up about 80 times a night. Mm. Yeah, that's the other thing I have to go see the doctor about. That's what you really need to see the doctor about. It may not be your, it may just be your sleep apnea because you're not getting any sleep. Mm-mm. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I'm just absolutely exhausted every and during the weekend. I should be, you know, like taking care of the house, taking care of this, taking care of that. I have no energy for any of it. Nothing. So I sleep. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So. So we're making an appointment for next week. <laughs> My insurance does not kick in until June. So yeah, maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometime. Almost there. Yep. Yep. So I have to make appointments. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and see if you can get that CPAP machine without all the stupid sleep studies. You realize how that works, right? No. By the look on her face, she has no idea. <laughs> Wait. You'll go to the doctor and you'll tell them, look, I have sleep apnea. People have told me, I, you snore like, oh my God, you have no idea, people. <laughs> I, can tell, I can tell them how really quickly. I have an upstairs neighbor and he's a young man. And when he first moved up in, into that apartment right above me, his bedroom was right above mine. And I was just like, oh my God, he's going to hear me snore. Well, sure enough, the first couple of nights, I mean, he is like banging on the floor. <gasps> trying to wake me up yes you want to talk about embarrassing uh. that's pretty fucking embarrassing and so it's just like okay, 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 okay yeah so i know how bad it is it's just you know haven't been able to get to afford to do it but now knocking on wood i can't yeah so you'll go and tell your doctor and he'll say okay well you need to do a sleep study and so then you'll have to go spend the night at this mm. place and they'll put electrodes all over you mm-hmm. and tell you to go to sleep in this brightly lit room with all this shit strapped to you. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and then they'll measure you. But you know, the good thing with you is probably they'll give you me like an hour, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I know you got it. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> Get her out of here. Get her out of here. She's got it. <laughs> Get but, her out uh, of here. Yeah. Wow, that'll be the best thing. Yeah. I thought you had gotten a sne- a CPAP machine from someone. A friend of mine gave me one, but it's very very old and it's 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 dirty you know because she had it like stored away and so it has to be mm. cleaned and i have to buy all this stuff and so it's like buying a whole new one you know? oh no 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 honey you have no idea how much those things cost <laughs> 1200 bucks yeah yeah for the whole package right yeah right the whole thing the cleaner and everything yeah well it's worth it mm-hmm it's worth it my husband got one he just he'll everybody who's who has one will swear up and down change their life mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully that's what it is and you can get it done quickly so i'm hoping to, for yeah yeah so what else is going on what are you listening to what are you reading Nothing? <laughs> shakespeare actually shakespeare well that'll put you to sleep i'm sorry <laughs> No, I love Shakespeare. Um, uh, I've been uh, watching Upstart Crow as one of my most favorite shows, and it's what's on it called? Upstart Crow, mm-hmm. and it's about William Shakespeare. But it's hilarious. It's a hit comedy based on you know William Shakespeare. It's too funny, um, and so they made they made reference in the show to Henry V. And so I decided to listen to Henry V on Audible. Oh, okay. And, you know, Sir Ian McKellen, you know, come on, he's great. And and so, you know, I listened to that. It was, it was a good listen. <laughs> okay, so you listened to it. You didn't read it. I don't, I don't read, you know me, I don't read very well. Uh, my, uh, my dyslexia and is just, it just makes me so tired so quickly. I can't hardly get through an article. So um, I just don't read. Yeah. Unless I absolutely have to read a quick article, just like skim. Mm-hmm. I skim and hop over, you know, something, well, the fluff of an article. Yeah. Okay, well, that's Audible's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Let me tell ya. So I was going to talk about some um, podcast that I listened to. Um, oh, my gosh, and I forgot about that one. Uh-oh. Um, the Friendship Onion is huh. a podcast by... Uh, <laughs> The actors who portrayed Merry and Pippin in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, really? Yes. Oh, uh, Billy and Dom. I can't remember what their last names are. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to that one. So, there was, well, there's been, <laughs> so what's the... What's it's the... the 20th year anniversary of the release of Lord of the Rings. Oh! And so they did this big thing. Oh, my God, Draft it's House been 20 had, years. Um, Jeez. Had, um... You watch the movie, and then they had interviews with the cast afterward. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're a Lord of the Rings geek. <laughs> uh, Which so, you and your son, one of your sons are. <laughs> yes, yes. He went and saw all three movies. I don't doubt. <laughs> I do not doubt. We just went and saw one, which was fun and good, but the other uh-huh. one was like, it was the longest, the next one was the longest movie, three hours, and mm-hmm. then plus another hour or something. And it didn't start till eight o'clock. I was like, no, 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 no that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> But anyway, so the Friendship Onion, looking very forward to that one. Uh, so it's going to be kind of like uh, uh, stories from the filming and the mm-hmm. whole thing. So it's going to be fun. Oh, I do love hearing backstories. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that. And apparently that whole production was so unique and special. Oh, It I was mean, just a different, because they were in New Zealand for so long. Yeah. Together yeah. for so long. 
I mean, they really didn't have to do a whole lot to make the landscape look alien or otherworldly because New Zealand is just that, you know, it is otherworldly. And it just made a difference, I think, that all the cast having to be there, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they're shooting on a set in LA where they can all go home. Yeah. You know, it kind of made a, a, a little family out of them. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, of course my <laughs> most favorite is my favorite murder. <laughs> she does love it, y'all. She doesn't <laughs> shut up about it. <laughs> Karen Kilgareth and Georgia Hartstack, comedians. Uh, now they have built this uh, exactly right network that has amazing podcasts on it. But mm-hmm. it's just, and it's uh, true crime. Of course, they're comedians. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But then they also talk about their lives and what they're reading, what they're watching, and what their therapist said. <laughs> so it's just kind of like a, it's like visiting old friends. It's fun, fun, fun. Um, then <laughs> one that's kind of funny is a stuff you should know mm. and it's just random like uh, josh random. and chuck uh the last one they put out was how hot wheels work it's 48 minutes there's more to it than you think <laughs> obviously <laughs> one of my favorite ones there was about the appendix what the appendix was all about and i was like okay. really <laughs> to really, help you really. digest raw meat. No. 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 What was it? Doing? The you know where the appendix is, right? Yes. It's uh, <laughs> not in your thigh. <laughs> no. Lower up. <laughs> it's where your large colon meets mm-hmm. your small, your large intestine, small intestine, mm-hmm. and it's like a little off, little pocket off to the side. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, it doesn't do anything. Just stick it up. When it's you, you might have appendicitis. Just yes, it yes. Um, but uh, so you know when you get sick of your stomach and you have diarrhea, right? Mm-hmm. And so to clean it up because all, you're trying to get rid of all the bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. That's what your body's doing when yes. you have diarrhea. Yes. And so, but it also cleans out all the good bacteria because, as we all know, there's good flora in oh, your yeah, definitely. system. So. The little appendix acts like a little safe house. <laughs> and the, Is that your good flora purse? <laughs> your little pocketbook for your good bacteria. And it saves it there, and then it uh-huh. comes back out and populates uh-huh. again. Oh, uh, I get you. I know. <laughs> but it also is uh, where uh, lymphocytes and lymph nodes, you know, lymph nodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's part of your immune system. Yeah, and that's so that produces lymphocytes too in there. So is it's there pretty damn important little it, work? It is. <laughs> so so is there something? Does something bad happen to people who have their appendix move, re- removed? No, but you just lose that little extra thing that it does. You know, you lose the little safe house for mm-hmm. good bacteria, mm-hmm. and you lose another place where lymphocytes and oh. those good uh, immune cells get produced so it's not vital you can live without it mm-hmm. but uh you know i would argue don't do it if you don't need to if you don't need to <laughs> no, definitely so oh random things like that on that podcast which i love random, <laughs> random is good random stuff. <laughs> and then of course that's so retrograde mm. that's so retrograde it's <laughs> like get your new age on <laughs> These two 30-year-olds from, uh, well, 30-something-year-olds, I'm guessing, uh, from L.A. 
Stephanie Zambari and Elizabeth Cox. Stephanie is a background as a stand-up comedian. Elizabeth was in fashion. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they just have bonded and come together over astrology, um, just beauty and just all kinds of things. Californian. Oh, <laughs> dear. But it's where I learned about life design, which is extremely interesting. Mm -hmm. Your birth date and the time you were born mm -hmm. makes up this whole concept of your personality and, and how to help you through life. So that was very exciting and interesting to me. I see. But anyway, so just there's a lot of things out there. You should go <laughs> I like my Shakespeare. Thank you. <laughs> you don't listen to any podcast. No. No. I really don't. Every once in a while, I'll listen. I'll, you know, I listen to your sons because I, I do enjoy listening to him and his uh, partner. Dog years and timestamps. Yes, it is a book club podcast. It is, and they talk about books that I know nothing of about. Uh, right, but I enjoy listening to them talk, especially at the beginning. You know, they they sit there and they talk about you know their week or their work or whatever. You know, and I enjoy that because I don't get to visit with you know with, with your son that often. Mm -hmm. um, so I enjoy that. <laughs> But beyond that, no, I really just don't. Um, I listen to a lot of music uh, when I'm, you know, doing stuff there at the house. You know, I, that's what I listen to, music. But now that I have my Audible, I may pick up on something. I don't know. Because yeah. I know it does have podcasts. Well, you should explore. There's lots that I have mm -hmm. like about podcasts. I just got it yesterday. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Uh, also, there's Wine and Crime, This American Life. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to... Oh, I do like This American Life. That is one of my most favorite NPR shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allure has The Science of Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the one that started off for me is my older son recommended uh, or was talking about Mark Marin, his podcast, What the Fuck, mm -hmm. or WTF. <laughs> but uh, he is a great interviewer. And so just it's just random now late i mean in the last few years as he's become more popular he has more famous guests on mm -hmm. when i first started listening to him it was just this like you know this famous cellist of course i'm not going to know a famous cellist i don't know who he is <laughs> from adam but um the interview was just so interesting and the way he talks to people and gets them to talk about themselves and relates to them is just yeah. so good so he's a wonderful interviewer I think I remember on a trip to Utopia one time that you were listening to him and, and, and I found that very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to listen to him. But, um, and then if you want to get really kinky, you can listen to Savage Love Cast. Whoa. Dan Savage. I think it's Dan. I think so. <laughs> um, Dan, Stan, whatever. <laughs> no, it's, it's with the D. I think it's Dan. Uh, Savage. Savage Love Cast is all things just there's nothing off limits mm -hmm. fetishes whatever and he just uh it's just such a all-inclusive feel good and it's not kinky or it's not raunchy yeah you know but it's just like a matter of fact talk about sex and mm -hmm. people are just being open and honest and it just comes you're like oh okay <laughs> oh that's normal yay <laughs> oh i'm not a freak <laughs> yourself you know it's just like yeah so that's so that's kind of what i like about the different podcasts is you know i don't have to go to a place where i might mm. feel out of place but i can listen to different things that i may not be a part of but so i'm exposed it's like, it's and like I, therapy <laughs> well no <laughs> it's 
just like just being able to be exposed to different things uh-huh. without having to actually be in them. Yeah. Okay. You know? So. All anyway. right. That's, that's my little uh, recommendation, I guess. <laughs> I guess I better start uh, listening to podcasts. Yeah, since you want to be on one. <laughs> I come here, I talk, and then I go home. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> I need another drink. <laughs> and Sleepy here needs to go. <laughs> Sleepy needs to go finish her laundry and get ready for work. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. This is Nisi. This is Retsy. And this is Sips and Sips. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>